College football fans, welcome into the show this week. This is you're watching the Sports Objective Sunny podcast. Pirates. Really looking forward to a big weekend of college football ahead as the matchups become a little bit more interesting with each passing week. And you know, before we get started and, and look back to last week, let me go ahead and welcome in my partner, uh, Jay Sunhofer. Jay, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I'm a little concerned, though, of my performance last week. It was so terrible. Um, I should probably prove myself again with some good picks before anybody listens to me. Tough week for uh, for me. I'm picking games. I'm looking to rebound, though, this week. <laughs> well, you know, it happens to the best of the day. And, like, you know, the thing is, some of those games were nobody, you know, you could pull a thousand people. Nobody was expecting Florida State to just roll up on LSU like that, right? I mean, the thing is with this transfer portal and so many guys changing rosters, nobody really knows <laughs> on the outside anything about these teams. And the coaches probably don't know to a degree either. Um, I was so impressed with Florida State, though, and, and what they were able to do against LSU. It was really impressive. And, you know, it just seemed like as the game went on, like mid-third quarter, they just kicked it into a different gear. And they were clearly, I mean, they left no doubt, Jay. They were clearly the better team. You know, you and I have talked about now, going back to last year, how good of a coach Mike Norvell is. And it's funny. I remember Florida State fans wanted to run him out of town his first year there. Everybody say, fire Norvell. Fire. Just a perfect example of how crazy fans can be and that, you know, coaches need time to build a program. Well, they need they need time, and sometimes it happens quick, and sometimes it takes a little while. I mean, I'll I'll tell you what though, the the big takeaway I have is you know some of these teams had big games and wins, and some had losses too. Matt, you know though, like it's all about consistency, and this is a full you know it's a twelve game schedule. Can these teams that look so good in week one can they play that same level or close to that you know multiple weeks throughout the season, and then how much are they going to get better? And, and then a team's like, you know, that like Clemson who lost and looked bad. Are they going to get better? Are they going to kind of use this as motivation? You know, there, there's a lot of things that happen in week week uh, week one that are shocking and that teams, you know, surprise, but also things that can be used as motivation. So I just can't wait to see which teams, you know, turn it on, stay consistent and really get better. Because that's the mark of a true team is a team that continues to get better and really plays their best football throughout the whole year and doesn't have highs and lows. I think that's a really good point, Jay. And week one can be so misleading right now. And, you know, like one of the big stories in college football has been Colorado upsetting TCU. And, you know, I think it was a tremendous, a tremendous win for that program, considering where they've been, you know, unbelievable win. Right. And obviously a new turning over the entire roster, Deion Sanders, um, you know, but, you know, you just never know. You don't know how good TCU is. So they lost a lot of players, too, in the offseason. So my point is a lot of times fans overreact after one week. But as the season plays on and plays out, you get a much better indication of, you know, who's really top-notch and who's not. Right, exactly. I mean, how teams handle adversity, how they handle success. And, you know, I mean, it, it all goes into how good or bad a team is going to be. So I, I can't wait to see just as the season unfolds, you know, who's the, the contenders and the teams that are real and who are the teams that, you know, fall down and, and don't get back up. Absolutely, Jay. So just to kind of 
you know, give everybody a little clue. On this show, we preview typically the top six games of the week on a national level. You know, this is not a local show. This is really on a national level. We're previewing the biggest games in college football. Um, so we tried to narrow it down this week. And, you know, with that said, there's a handful of good games. And, you know, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. So um, let's see. First one here, if, if Bub is in a position to put this on the screen, let's go with Ole Miss and Tulane. Ole Miss and Tulane. And in this one, you have Mississippi, Jay, is a seven-point favorite um, in New Orleans. You know, these teams played a few years ago, and Ole Miss was able to really run away with it and pound Tulane. But um, different story this year. Both teams are ranked. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Jay? Well, I mean, you you look at these teams and on pe- on paper, yeah, Ole Miss, yeah, SEC team, uh, high high offense, it's going to score a lot of points. I'm just so impressed with Willie Fritz in the program that he's built. They've got a star quarterback that's a draft guy in in Michael Pratt, and I think as good as Ole Miss is, Tulane <laughs> is just as good. I mean, I I think they're a really solid team, and they proved it last year. I think at home, Tulane's going to be able to cover. Yeah, and it's interesting. I actually misspoke, Jay. I said the line was seven. It's actually seven and a half. Um, so that actually changes my opinion a little bit, that half a point, because I agree. You know, it's at, it's in Yulman uh, Stadium in New Orleans. Tulane's been on a bit of a roll. They kind of remind me right now, Jay, a little bit of how Boise was like 10 years ago, where it just seems like <clears throat> it seems like everything's going right for Tulane. And um, I thought I was very impressed with their win last week against South Alabama. Um, that's a good team. You know, South Alabama was a good team and Tulane was able to play very well and take care of business and cover the spread in that one. So um, pretty impressive there. So I'm with you on this one, Jay. I like the fact that they're at home. I like the fact that they have a, a very uh, experienced and productive starting quarterback, Michael Pratt and, and an excellent coach. So I'll go with the green wave to cover the seven and a half. Let's go. Um, so we agree on one, Jay. Let's go. Let's look forward to the next one here. Texas A&M against Miami. All right. So we have this game is in Miami, Hard Rock Stadium at 3.30. And it's the Aggies by four, Jay. The Aggies by four. What do you think here? Oh boy, I'll tell you what. That's going to be a fun game to watch, especially last year. Disappointments. For each team and really not not successful seasons, how are they going to rebound? Each team won in week one. Uh, this is going to be a tough matchup. And really, you know, if you win this game 2-0, that's a lot of momentum moving through your schedule. I, I, I think in this ball game, you know, a lot of moving parts at Texas A&M, I think they're going to be really good this year. I just expect this to be a close game, maybe a field goal type of game. I think Miami is going to cover Mario Cristobal you know, it has a chance with this year's team to kind of redirect the program. I think they'll cover this game. Interesting pick. You know, it's, um, you know, if you look up the, the matchup predictor on ESPN, 53% of the uh, the vote here goes to Miami, which surprises me a little bit, maybe because it's their, the home team. But, you know, I'm still fascinated by the offseason moves that Jimbo Fisher made to bring in Bobby Petrino and, I don't know the relationship those guys have. I just it's it struck me as very odd when they did that. But we did we do know as you know whatever type of guy or whatever you think of Petrino, the man can coach offensive football. So from that standpoint, I think he's a huge pickup. 
Um, last week, Texas A&M came out of the gates a little slow against New Mexico. But as that game went on, that offense kicked into high gear and they were able to score a ton of points and they look very good doing it. So, you know, I've been bullish on Miami in the past and let down. Um, I'm going to go with Texas A&M here to cover. I just think they're a step ahead and I think they'll go ahead and, uh, and get it done. So Miami, Miami, I'm kind of at the point with that program where they need to show me um, in these type of games. So um, I'll go with the Aggies in Miami to get it done, Jay. There you go. That's a good pick. That's a tough game. That's one I'm really excited to watch. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a really good game. 3.30 on ABC, so uh, a lot of appeal there. Um, let's go ahead and look to our third game. And a game that does have some local flavor um, for East Carolina fans. It's App State um, in Chapel Hill against the Tar Heels. You know, East Carolina plays App State next week, so I'm sure you'll have a lot of people tuning in to check this game out. And it's the Tar Heels by 19 in Keenan, in Keenan Stadium. Jay, what do you think here? I think App State's going to cover. And I, I just think simply because UNC huge victory, uh, prime time last Saturday, uh, emotions flying high as they should be. That was a huge win. Coming back home, you know, home opener, that that's still big. You've got an Appalachian State team that's had success against the Tar Heels in the past. This is a rivalry game. And going on the road, I just think they're going to fight. This is going to be a close game, and it's it's so hard to kind of blow two teams out in a row, especially against a team like App State that's going to be motivated. So I say the Mountaineers are going to cover in Chapel Hill. Yeah, you know, looking at App State last week against Gardner-Webb, they struggled in the first half of that game. It was kind of a back-and-forth game. And then, interestingly enough, the starting quarterback goes down. They bring in a backup. His last name is Aguilar. He goes 11 11 for 13, Jay, 175, and four touchdowns in the second half. So it almost looks like they got more production out of the backup there, which is a good sign for them moving forward. Um, On the other side, UNC with a really impressive win over South Carolina. You and I were really torn on that game. We both thought it was going to be, you know, right down to the wire. It could go either way. But really impressive job, I think, by North Carolina to win that game. And I I think they're going to win this game against App. But I do think, you know, um, Appalachian State will do enough. I think they'll score enough to cover. I think the 19 is a little bit high. I could see this one more as like a 14 to 17 point win for the Tar Heels. So I'll agree. App State to cover, Jay. Good pick. Good pick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. 515 on the uh, ACC network here. Um, let's go ahead and look to the next one here. All right, what do we have next? We have this game has a lot of intrigue to me, and that's um, Notre Dame in Raleigh against NC State. Okay, it's uh, Notre Dame is a seven and a half point favorite here. This is a 12 o'clock kickoff on ABC. Jay, what do you think here? Well, I'll tell you what. I think Notre Dame is legit. I think they're a playoff contender. Um, NC State, you know, what we'll see, I just think NC State has a knack for playing playing, the, playing close in big games. Notre Dame's had two huge victories. I think maybe th- this is their first real test. I think NC State's going to cover at home. Yeah, this is uh, this line surprised me a little bit that it was only seven and a half. I. 
you know, Notre Dame has been very impressive, I think, in their first two yeah. games. You know, really impressive. But this is kind of their first real test against a team that has um, what I would say, I wouldn't say equal talent, but that has real talent. Um, you know, I think NC State lost a lot of really good players um, from last year's team. So I think they're trying to find their identity. They're, they're, they're trying to figure out who they are. I think Notre Dame is looking really solid right now with Sam Hartman. He's that guy's playing his ass off right now. Um, I think his quarterback ranking is second in college football after two games. So he's been very efficient. He's taking care of the ball. He's throwing touchdowns, um, making plays. So, you know, I think Notre Dame has a chance to really run away with this one against NC State. So I'm going to take Notre Dame minus the seven and a half to roll here, buddy. Roll, roll. Well, I, I hope I hope they run away with it. I just don't think they will. <laughs> I, I hope so, though. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a tough one. Um, did you have a chance to catch NC State versus UConn at all? I don't know if you. If you I didn't. I was I was on a I was on a call of a game, so I missed it. I was I was tracking it though on my phone. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's a team like with Armstrong at quarterback. You know, a lot of potential. I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. You know, they they were kind of, in that game. They were a little up and down, and I think U, UConn was sky high. So um, hard to take too much from it. But uh should be an interesting game to watch. I'm going to go with the Irish, and, you know, we'll, we shall see what happens, Jay. But, um, you know, I think, you know, moving ahead, I think you look at the biggest, what most people would say, the biggest game of the week, and that is Texas against Alabama, Jay. Um, I'm going to get the lineup here, but what are your thoughts on that game? Well, I, I think it's going to be outstanding. I think anytime you get those two teams – the tradition together, it being a night game, it's going to be awesome. So I, I expect, I expect to be a close game and um, you know, first test really for both teams this year. And Texas is going to have the more experienced quarterback in this game. So can't wait to watch it unfold. I just think it's uh, I think it's going to be a fun matchup with Sarkeesian going against the form, you know, his former head coach and Nick Saban. Yeah. And it's the Crimson Tide minus seven, Jay. Crimson Tide minus seven. So. I think I for me, I mean, I'm picking a lot of underdogs here. I just think this is going to be a close game. I think Texas is going to cover. Very interesting. Very interesting, Jay. You are on the underdogs this week. I like it. I am. Doesn't mean I'm right, but I'm going with the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> this is uh, this is a good one to see here. I mean, Texas ranked number eleven now. Um, you know, I just have a hard time going against Alabama at home. You know, I could see a back and forth game. I could see a very close game, but I think Alabama, uh, finds a way to kind of pull away here and get it done. I think they're just a little better, um, at linebacker. I think they're a little better on both sides of the ball up front where it really counts. So you mentioned quarterback play and, Texas is in a really good position there, but um, I think Alabama will just find a way and um, and get it done. So I'll go with the Crimson Tide, buddy, minus the seven. There we go. Yeah. So, but I think it'll be a great game, and this is a seven p.m. start on ESPN. Um, Jay, 
let's take a look here at the East Carolina market game. You have Marshall coming into Greenville. They've never won here. You know, in, in, in historically, they've never uh, won a game in Greenville. But several awesome matchups. A lot of history here with the plane crash back to 1971. Um, I think this is going to be an absolute war. Last I checked, it's Marshall minus three, which really surprised me a little bit. Um, I didn't think either team was impressive last week, but I thought this game would remain, you know, East Carolina minus one, minus two, somewhere in that range because we're the home team. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, well, I, I think I agree. I think this is going to be an amazing game. I think it's going to go down to the wire. Um, I saw Marshall last year in person um, in their bowl game against UConn, and I was really impressed with how Charles Huff's built their team. I mean, it's a team that's going to run the ball, they're going to stop the run, and they're going to rush the quarterback. Outstanding defense that can run the ball. They weren't great throwing last year. I know they've improved with Cam Fancher as a quarterback this year, and he threw for over 260 yards on week one. Um, this is a team, though, that's going to challenge you in the trenches. And I think the Pirates are going to do the same thing and step up to that challenge and then challenge Marshall. So I think it's two teams that are, you know, really competitive. This game's always close. The Pirates being at home, the home crowd should boost them. Um, I just think this is going to be a game that's going to come down to turnovers and mistakes in week two. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And, I, you know, I think, you know, you're looking at East Carolina here who, you know, it was announced this week that they're going to they're gonna stick with this two-quarterback system at least until conference play starts. So I think there's still a lot of uncertainty there. They're still trying to figure it out. Um, I personally thought Flynn looked a lot more comfortable last week against Michigan. He just seemed to um, – he just had a look of confidence about him. I thought when he came into the game, he threw some really good balls. I thought he played well. Um, but – you know, Mason Garcia was that, – that's a tough spot, making your, you know, your first start in two years in the big house. Um, definitely some nerves there. So in, in no way would I consider writing him off. He's a guy with tremendous upside. He's got a cannon for an arm. But he needs game experience. You know, that's, that's what it's coming down to. He needs game experience. So I think that's going to be really interesting to watch from the East Carolina point of view, which quarterback you go with. Who's more effective? And then how, how do the coaches handle that? You know, when do you bring in Flynn off the bench? Or when do you go back to Mason? I think these are big decisions that they're going to have to make, and they might be faced with them for the next several weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that decision they're hoping will be made Saturday. They want, they're not going to go with two quarterbacks if somebody steps up. So uh, until somebody steps up, they're probably going to play two. Um, and it's going to be there for the taking. So in order to win that job, you know, one of those guys is going to have to prove it and really take a hold of it. Um, I agree, though. Last week, that's going to be the toughest game for ECU all season long. And, and probably <laughs> in a long time, that's the toughest game they play going against a team that's very well could win the national championship on the road in week one with a bunch of new starters. So I think this will be more of a test um, to evenly match teams as far as talent. Um I think this week and next week, there's we're going to learn a lot, you know, just about all, all the teams playing over college football, but also the Pirates. I mean, you know, this this is a home game against a good team, so 
one of those quarterbacks, you know, they're they're hoping one will step up. Yeah, and I, I really think Marshall, you know, they, they struggled um, last week against Albany of all teams. They were not impressive, but you and I both know it's week one. They were holding some things back offensively. You know, they weren't going to put everything out on film for East Carolina to see. And, you know, it almost caught them. It almost, it almost bit them because that was a game that went late into the fourth quarter and they almost lost it. Um, to Albany, who by no means is a world beater. But again, you go back to what we talked about at the opening of the show. It's hard to take too much from, from week one because, you know, in college football, you don't have the benefits of, of, you know, preseason, you know, NFL, you know, you get, you know, what is it? I don't know. Four preseason games. Now they get in the NFL to kind of work through things, make sure you're on the same page, get some continuity in college football. It's different. So week one can, a lot of times be really sloppy. Um, so I try not to overreact to it. I expect a much improved Marshall team to come into Dowdy Ficklin this Saturday. Um, and, and I think, Jay, it's kind of strength on strength. Marshall's strength is the running back, Ali. He's their best player. He's kind of the engine for that team. They're going to try to get him the ball, you know, get it in his hands. And I think the strength for East Carolina is the front seven you know, stopping the run. They were really effective last week against Michigan. Um, did a very good job there. You know, my, my thing with ECU is, can we stop the pass? You know, it's one thing to load up against the run and shut down the ground game, but if you're just getting carved up in the secondary, you know, you, you really didn't accomplish much. So I think, you know, the big thing for East Carolina is, you know, you got to stop Ali but you're going to have to play better in the secondary this week and get off the field on third downs. Um, you know, last week, Michigan converted six out of 10 uh, on third downs. And a lot of those were like third and 10, third and 11. And that's going to get you beat. It doesn't matter who you play. If, if we're, if we can't get off the field on third down, Jay, it's going to be a long day. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the key is you got to get off the field on third down. You got to do certain things in order to win the game. Turnover battle, you know, usually play well on special teams, get off the field on third down and execute on offense on third down to to a certain degree, um, you know, of success on those parts. So I, I think if this is going to you – know, each team has a week under their belt, which team is going to come in more motivated and which team is going to improve the most after they saw their film. And, I, I mean, I think for Marshall, they didn't play well against Albany even though they won. So they're going to come in motivated. And same thing with the Pirates. I mean, a, a, lot, a lot on the line in this game – yeah, there's no doubt. It's a huge game. I mean, this is a huge game for East Carolina in particular because, you know, you're on the road at App next week. You have to win, in my opinion, you have to win one of these two games. You know, if you're ECU, you have to win one of the two. Now, you can definitely win the next two, but you can also lose the next two. Right. So this is a, this is an interesting point. Early in the season, um, the Pirates need to find their identity on offense quickly, in my opinion, um, if they're gonna if they're gonna win this game. So, I think it'll be a fun a fun one to watch. I personally, you know, I'm not just saying this to sound like some ECU homer, um, but I think the Pirates are gonna get it done. You know, it is a home game. Marshall's never won there. There's some history. I think that we'll do just enough to, to win this game, Jay. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think the Pirates are gonna come out there and play well, be motivated. And a tough, uh, tough matchup. This is when you want guys to step up. So I think we'll learn a lot. I, I agree with you, though. I think ECU's going to find a way. And 
this this could be you know if they come through it could be a big win to you know catapult the season. Yeah, absolutely, Jay. And you know before we uh, before we get off here, Jay. You know I know you called the game in Charlotte last week. Um, you know I know you know there was a great picture that uh, <laughs> yeah uh, that Bubba and I had Bubba. You know if we can get that picture up on the screen here. You know we had a, we had an awesome picture of of Jay, right? There it is. <laughs> there we go. Now, now, Jay, did you switch allegiances to Charlotte? Is that what I'm seeing here? I love every team. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, though. I love Biff Pogey. He's an amazing coach. And so I tur- we did this segment at the end of uh, halftime. And uh, I actually did another segment around the start of the fourth quarter where we did a cookie review. We both ate a cookie on set and – and uh, did you know did another stand up there? I wore that cutoff shirt for the whole second half, so it was it was the most comfortable broadcast I've ever had. <laughs> That's hysterical, man. That's hysterical. Yeah. You know, pirate fans. Before you get mad at Jay, you have to remember he works for ESPN three, so he has to remain neutral. You know, yeah. even though he played at at ECU. I love so, everybody. You know, I love everybody. There's a lot of love going around. <laughs> I love going around. You know, you know how I feel about Charlotte, Jay. I. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan, you know, but, uh, but I am impressed with, you know, I I know you had a lot of good things to say about Biff Pogey. So, uh, so we we shall see buddy, but I had to get that picture up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, Good job there. Thanks buddy. (laughs) So, uh, Jay, any final thoughts as we, uh, you know, we previewed six games here. Any final thoughts as we head into week two? Well, I I just think uh, college football is rolling now. It's it's officially back. I think think we're going to learn a lot about teams here in week two. I think a lot of what we saw in week one maybe will be a little bit different in week two. All these teams that played bad I think are going to get better, and the teams that played great maybe aren't flying as high as they were in week one. How how they handle success will be something I watch. Um, I'm just so glad we have have games starting Thursday – and uh, all the way till Monday night football. So we got it all going on this weekend. Absolutely, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Jay, great job as always. I hope you have a great call this weekend. I know you're up in uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, as the Mountaineers take on Duquesne. Um, I'm not sure their nickname. What, what, the what Dukes. Is the the Dukes. Dukes. All right. The Duquesne Dukes. Um, so I hope you have a great time up there. Sounds like a fun trip. Thanks, buddy. uh, Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely, my friend. And, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Really appreciate that. Um, You can definitely like and subscribe this show, Sonny and Semenza, on our YouTube channel, The Sports Objective on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a million platforms, just about any platform we're on at this point. So appreciate everybody tuning in. And, uh, Jay, looking forward to it, my friend. I will catch up with you next week. Yes, sir, buddy. Great job. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Take care. Thanks.